watch our chats. You didn't watch them. Did you? Did you? You saw our chats. Okay. I can hardly say I'll have any new information. However, maybe some, maybe. But I think we need to review what Noahide's laws are and why we are afraid of them, let's see. Why we do not agree, and I don't think we should as Christians agree. And is it the Sharia law or is it the Noahide law that we're supposed to be on a watch for? Or both, right? So uh, are you familiar with ministries that say the Noahide laws are okay, they're harmless, they're no big deal, they're godly, they're out of the Bible. Did you, do, are you familiar mm -hmm. with ministers? There is several of them out there who are saying Noahide laws are nothing bad. They're good laws. And we should embrace them. And we shouldn't be afraid of them, right? Well, I have a totally different uh, view on this. And after we review what Noahide laws are and what is their actual problem with them, you make up your own mind. You make, up, you make your own decision. I also would like for you to understand that President Trump is part, a huge part, of a Chabad organization. He is, he is part of the entire uh, cult that's called Chabad. And I say cult because it is a mega cult that took over the world. In my eyes, they are the head of the snake. And why do I say that? There is, part, there is a group of Jews in Israel, in New York, and all parts of the world that disagree with Zionism. Did you know that? They're Jewish rabbis. They're still part of Judaism. I will explain to you why Judaism is not a correct religion. And Judaism has nothing to do with Christianity. We will talk about this. But... Those rabbis are still Judaic. They believe in Talmud. They embrace Talmud. They embrace um, Zohar. But they're against Zionism. They don't believe that Jews should be in the land of Israel right now. They are pro-Palestinian. They want equal rights for Palestinians. They're, you just don't hear about those people because the media will never show them. And when they are in front of the presidential building protesting, they never show it. They never show it. But there are people who are Jews who dislike Zionism. And they say it's actually against Judaism. Chabad is a specific cult or branch of Judaism that was started by Russians, Russian rabbis. And you might be familiar with Rabbi Schneerson. Okay, he is the historical figure. He died in 1994, I think. But um, he is the one who kind of put in motion the whole Chabad organization and spread of it and proselyting of it all over the world. And they have put Chabad, they have put their feet in almost every government of the world. And they are the ones who want Noahide laws for the Gentiles. Now, the rabbis who are against Zionism also study Talmud, and they know about Noahide laws because they're Talmudic. 
they're not out of Bible, they're Talmudic laws, okay? But they do not believe that they, they should be forced on us right now, that, they, that, the, that Jews should be taking um, this into their own hands. They wait on the Messiah and they think Messiah is the one who is going to do it. I still disagree with that part of Judaism, but I just want you to know that Chabad is a specific cult that I call radical, very radical. Like you heard of radical, um, radical Muslim, radical Muslims. These are very radical Judaics, okay? And it is a cult, it is a criminal cult, very criminal organization that is involved uh, in um, sex trafficking, organ trafficking, money laundering, and all kinds of uh, sins and crimes you can ever imagine. And I want you to know that our president is part of this. As, as good as he sounds and as everybody wants to be, you know, pro-Trump. Just please understand, behind him is Kushner and Ivanka. Yeah. Did you ever vote for Kushner or Ivanka? Okay, who immediately came as his advisor was his own son-in-law. They're a part of Chabad cult, okay? They went, before he was elected, they went into, they went to pray to Schneerson to his grave, so President Trump can win the election. This is called necromancy. They did not pray to Almighty God, they prayed to the dead rabbi, dead rabbi, okay? So I want you to know the powers that are behind Trump. And when we talk about politics, Democrats, as I said, is a secular form of Judaism, it's communism, that's, that's part of Jewish movement. The far-right Republicans are part of Chabad. Chabad is also in Russia and China now and practically every government of the world and they are all connected together. When American government speaks of your enemies as uh, Iran, Russia and China as enemies, it's not true. It's not true, they're not our enemies. I, you need to understand because uh, Putin, Trump, and China are all connected through Chabad. Okay? So if you understand these basics, then you see who we are really fighting. We are fighting the enemy, and there is a Hegelian dialectic in place. It's, it's a part of divide, divide and conquer um, strategy. Meaning, they're going to divide you, you hate each other, you fight each other, so they can conquer your nation. That's basically what's going on. And Chabad is at the head of it all. So, um, Noahide laws, just basics. We're going to go through basics. They are not biblical laws. They are spelled out only in the Talmud as seven laws. We have ten commandments in the Old Testament. We have two commandments in a new by Jesus, love your God and love your neighbor. These are the two commandments of Christ, but they're like 10 put together, right? Right, the first four I think is uh, love your, no, love your God, 
and the next six would be love your neighbor, right? So Jesus kind of put them all together and he said that within you is you get reborn from inside. You transform to his image. Then you are born again and the laws are on your heart. They're within you immediately. If you love okay? Your neighbor, you wouldn't covet your neighbor's wife or, or you right. You do to them. others as you want them to do to you. So the law of love is actually the law for Christians. It's the law of love. Not complicated, very easy. Because if you're in Christ, it's simplicity. It's extremely simple. And and in that basic simplicity is what Jews actually hate about Christianity. It's extremely simple. All right. Noahide laws, they're also uh, known as, and I want you to know that, natural laws. When you hear of natural laws, if you go to this website, hold on, right here, naturallawassociation.org slash agenda.html. Is, is uh, Wi-Fi here or can I get on? on it okay we're gonna do this at the end we're gonna go to this website so you understand when natural law society you would be surprised there is Schneerson and Noah Heidelos and Rainbow okay so when they speak of natural law they speak of Noah Heidelos law of ethics law of ethics they also call it law for peace and safety safety and they call it also justice. I forgot to put it in. Anything in the name of justice, morality, peace and safety, ethics, and natural law. So they kind of dress it up with all of these words so you don't even know their meaning Noahide laws. Now there are seven of them, but Noahide laws have many sub-laws. Yes, there are only seven, and they seem like they're godly, but they have many sub-laws. And you know where that problem lies? It's not really in the laws, because we live in the law, law system. We have laws now. Can I drive 90 miles an hour? Okay. So, <laughs> I had to ask her that. <laughs> you know what the problem is with these laws? Who has the power of what? Interpretation. Yes. How are they interpreted? And who interprets them? Yeah. Is it pastors? Is it Christians? No, it's the rabbis. The power of interpretation lies with the rabbis. And this is where the problem comes in. Okay, so they are laws for the Gentiles. Okay, Jews have 613 laws. Gentiles have only seven. Come on, Gentiles, you can't keep seven laws? You can. All right. According to Judaic beliefs, they are mandatory for salvation of Gentiles, meaning that you cannot enter the world to come unless you submit to Noahide laws, according to Judaism. We will check out the website at the end so you can see. Now, this is from Chabad.org, so you understand how they uh, list these laws, the mitzvot of non-Jews. The mitzvot means commandments or mitzvah, uh, the commandments. It's mitzvot, or, yeah. It, Practice it's, it's of laws. Yeah, you're keeping laws. 
and I can't see, I'm losing my eyesight, so I'm sorry, I have to use these readers now. Number one, carry out justice, an imperative to pursue and enforce social justice and a prohibition of any uh, miscarriage of justice. Sounds innocent? We all want justice. Innocent. Yeah. No blasphemy. Prohibits a curse directed at the supreme being. Well, I think Christians would agree with that. We don't blaspheme God, right? Then, no idolatry. Prohibits the worship of any human or any created thing. Also prohibits, uh, prohibited is the making of idols and involvement with the occult. This necessitates an understanding of the one God of Israel and his nature. Number four, no illicit intercourse, prohibits adultery, incest, homosexual, homosexuality, bestiality, according to Torah definition. Number five, no homicides, so no murder, prohibits murder and suicide, causing injuries also forbid, forbidden. No theft, prohibits the wrongful taking of another goods, and don't eat a limb of a living creature, promotes the kind of treatment of animal life, it, is, uh, it also encourages an appreciation for all kinds of life and respect for nature as God's creation. So when I read you these laws in a more simple way, by the way, you need to know the rainbow is the symbol for the Noahide laws. So, yes, uh, yeah, that's the rainbow. We are coming back to rainbow as Khan said, right? So here we go, simply. They have a different uh, order on this one. It's no idolatry, no cursing God, don't murder, no illicit relationship, don't steal, no animal torture, and uphold justice. What's wrong with any of it? Anything? Hmm? On the surface. Yeah, let's go on the surface. It really is nothing wrong with it. Okay, no problem, right? Yeah. Now, uh, I'm going to go through Kabbalah online, Chabad.org, and some of the interpretations of these laws. So we're going to go through this together. So we will understand why Noahide laws are a threat to Christians according to rabbis' interpretations. Okay? In Kabbalah, the seven commandments are equivalent to the seven lower sefirot. The ten sefirot through which God made the world and man are divided into three intellectual attributes, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. In Hebrew, it's kochma, bina, and da'at, and seven emotional ones, kindness, might, beauty, eternity, glory, foundation, and sovereignty, chesed, gevura, tiferet, netzah, hod, yesod, and malchut. I will explain soon. The three intellectual attributes are associated with the Jewish people, who provide the legal and spiritual interpretation of the seven laws to the descendants of Noah. Each law parallels one of the seven emotional sefirot. I'm going to stop here and explain to you something. What I underlined there, you need to read this again. The three intellectual attributes are associated with the Jewish people who provide the legal and spiritual interpretation of the seven laws to the descendants of Noah. Descendants of Noah is you, the goyim, the Gentiles. 
they have what kind of rights? Legal rights and spiritual rights to interpret these seven laws, nice sounding laws, to you. Right? Now, something that maybe you didn't catch. Do you know what sefirot is? No, right? Okay. This is what I told you in the, mor in the morning session. That because you don't understand what, how Jews think and what they teach, Sometimes it sounds so innocent and people are so happy to be on a friend bridges with them. But once you learn what is it they really mean, then you find out you have been deceived. Okay, the three intellectual attributes are associated with the Jewish people. The highest sefirot, the ones they are... Uh, they're divided into three, you see in the beginning, attributes wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. In Hebrew, kochma, bina, and da'at. These three are the Jewish people. They have the knowledge, the understanding, and they're intellectually higher than Gentiles. This is why the interpretation lies with them. They're the ones who are going to decide how are the seven laws interpreted for you? Okay? Do, do you understand me? Okay, now I'm going right now, and I'm coming back to this. I'm going to the Sephiroth tree. This is Kabbalah tree. Now, this is a Kabbalah tree that is real, that's in their Kabbalah literature with a snake through it. You have to understand this snake represents their Messiah, Holy Serpent. Okay? All right, let's go back. These are the ten sefirot of the Kabbalah. Do you see the Bina, the Da'at, and Kochma, understanding, knowledge, and wisdom? Do you see those? Okay, those represent the Jews. The lower ones represent the Gentiles, meaning you are hierarchically under them. The top, Keter, you know what Keter is? Corona crown. Oh my goodness. Wow. 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 Is this on the website? Wow. It's on that website? What website? Message on PowerPoint. Yeah, but uh, no, there is uh, this Kabbalah tree is everywhere. Now they're teaching it openly and freely. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Corona, the entire thing that's happening right now, it's not pandemic. We don't have any pandemic. If we had pandemic, you would, see, you would know about it by now because maybe half of you here wouldn't exist anymore. Look around, everybody is alive and well. And if they just left us alone, we would go about our normal life and nothing would be wrong. Businesses wouldn't be closed, there would be no lockdowns. Corona set everything in motion for them. For them, the Keter, the top represents, above that Keter, is their Ein Sof. Ein Sof is the name of their God, the Jewish God. It's not Father of Jesus. I just need you to know that. It's Ein Sof. That's the name of their God. This is the Kabbalah. Keter is a crown that sets in motion entire process of their redemption. This is why you are seeing what you see 
This is why after lockdowns, you heard that the rabbis were secretly meeting the Messiah. Because it's all about Jerusalem and who they're going to bring there for their Geulah. You know what Geulah is? Redemption. For Tikkun Olam. Gula. Gula. You know, I'm not good in Hebrew. But Tikkun Olam is their term for repairing the world. They want to be the ones who repair the world. They're going to create a chaos, poverty, famine, and all kinds of stuff. And tribulation for Gentiles. So you will be looking for answers and they're going to have them. They will come with the answers for you. You need Noahide laws. We have the tech, see? We can, we can cure the cancer. Oh, you have no water? Well, we can create water out of air. Did you know that this is a technology that Israel has? And they want to offer it to the world, but hold on, they're not just going to give it to you. First, you're going to lose your water. Then they're going to have the solution. But there is a price to pay. Okay? So you have to understand what Keter is and how it's coronavirus, how it's connected to the entire process of what's happening right now. And it's Kabbalah unleashed. Kabbalah unleashed right now upon the world. And this is what's happening. Let me go back. All right. So we learned about the Sephirot. Gentiles are from lower. They are the higher, the Jews, and they have a legal and spiritual rights of interpretation. Okay? Idolatry. The law of idolatry is one law that I'm afraid of for Christians. Why? Well, let's read. Idolatry and blasphemy corresponds respectively to Netzach and Hod, which are often paired together as the two support of faith. Idolatry is a violation of divine rulership and blasphemy of divine love. Since God's rulership and his love are inseparable, each in turn facilitating the other, so too these two commandments support and enhance each other. God alone is to be worshipped directly without any conjoining or intermediary, and he alone desires and hears prayer out of his love for all mankind. The problem comes in when you hear that God is to be worshipped without intermediary. They mean Jesus. You cannot have Jesus. Who is the one mediator between God and man? Jesus. Jesus. This is going to be prohibited. You won't be able to worship Jesus. You might keep him in your dictionary somewhere that he was a man. According to Talmud, he was a man. And we will learn about this, how they talk about Jesus. He was just a man. Okay? According to uh, Muslims, he was a prophet. According to a lot of religions in Christian, Christian cults, he was an angel, Michael, archangel, Jehovah's Witnesses, Unitarians. Jesus is not divine. He was just a prophet. Right? Okay. So this type of idea will be all right, believe or not. When Trump signed for uh, religious uh, freedom, that means that you can still be called Christians. But the time is coming, you won't be able to worship Jesus. 
because according to Noahide laws, if Jews take over and they are taking over, because you see Trump and Chabad, Chabad is the number one organization that Schneerson started, that he is proselyting the nations for Noahide laws. Okay? And Chabad, Kushner, is a Noahide loving Jew, meaning Noahide law promoting Jew. And Ivanka, do you think Ivanka converted to normal Judaism? No. Cultic, most deviant, criminal cult there is, Chabad organization. Okay? So you will not be able to worship Jesus because according to Noahide laws, uh, to pray to an intermediary is prohibited. And they add, and, uh, into, in Jewish um, interpretation, Jesus Christ is not God, and you are never to worship him. So it is a very dangerous law for Christians. Now, when it comes to blasphemy, on one of the sub-laws, you have to understand that Jews are considered divine people in Judaism. They're considered very special chosen people spiritual people with a special rights that you as Gentiles never will have. And if you go against a Jew, you're going against God himself, according to Judaism. So if you're gonna, do you remember when Trump signed anti-Semitism laws? That's preparation for the law of the blasphemy. When anti-Semitism laws will become criminal, for you to say and defend your faith and say what I'm saying right now, I committed blasphemy because I went against the divine people. And to hurt the Jew is to hurt God, according to Judaism. This is why when he signed anti-Semitism laws, I knew immediately what it means. They're preparing the infrastructure for a future Orwellian Noahide world. Okay. Um, what else did I do? Okay, a lot of people are asking me, what is this with eating a limb of an animal, whatever. And, and as you can see, in one of the things uh, there, uh, they explain that you're not to torture animals and you'd be kind to animals. I have no problem with not torture. I don't like torture of animals, do you? Nobody does. Okay. But when you are signing on Noahide laws and you're putting your name down, it's equivalent to taking a blank piece of paper and signing a name on it, your name on it, and say, I accept. And then later they add to that paper whatever they want. This is signing on Noahide laws. You know why? They can change it anytime. They can change interpretation on it, on a whim. Rabbis can do that. Look what they say here, what the eating of a limb is. Eating a limb from a living animal corresponds to the sephira of Yesod, associated with the reproductive drive. The link between eating and sexuality is well known. The eating of living meat fosters the purely rapacious aspect of both eating and sexual relations. It adds to the desire for purely exploitative sexual relations, which resemble eating, since such food contains the actual heat of life, which arouses selfish passions. Sexual rap rapaciousness and cruelty of all kinds 
are rectified by abstaining from living meat as defined by the Torah. This in turn inspires gentle and respectful practices such as those directed toward maintaining the environment. Okay, maintaining the environment. Agenda 2030, anyone? Agenda 2030 is connected to Noah's laws. Yeah. They're going to tell you how much sex to have, how to have it, uh, how many kids you can have, how many resources you're going to use. Soon they're going to outlaw gasoline. They're going to for carbon-free world by 2050, but by 2035, it's going to be only one-third. That means that if you want to drive your old car that was gasoline, it will be impossible to get gas or you're going to be heavily taxed because you drive it. Okay? They're about to get rid of fossil fuels. They're decarbonizing the world. Did you hear everything? Maintaining the environment, how much you uh, eat, how you have set. Ba basically, eating a limb from a living animal can mean anything. To them, they can reinterpret it to whatever they, they want to. Now, at the very end, I'm going to show you how Israel is a leading nation in creating us food from the worms, which will be a future food and protein for the Gentiles. Because you will not be eating meat, you will not be eating. They're changing even agriculture. This is why we are having um, coronavirus brought so much attacks on our food supplies. Did you watch uh, Ice Age Farmer? Anybody? Please watch him. He's bringing you very relevant and fresh information. You should have your favorite YouTube channels. They're still on YouTube. If not, go to Brand YouTube or some other. Uh, move with people that need to move if you want to keep being informed because YouTube is censoring. But Ice Age Farmer is telling you with proofs how they're attacking our food supply. This is all pre-planned. This is with agenda. They have a vision for you, how you're going to eat in the future. Yeah. What your, yeah, what your diet is gonna be. This is all from Chabad or Kabbalah online. These are my sources on the top, okay? so. A functioning judicial system. Now, of course, maintain justice is another very big problem in Noahide laws because there is a decapitation that is mandated by the rabbis. If you, if you break any of the six Noahide laws, you're going to be killed by decapitation. This is according to Talmud and according to Maimonides or Rambam, which is a 13th century Jewish scholar that our Congress has his picture right there in the United States, okay? And he is Noahide promoting Jewish scholar rabbi who said that the Gentiles have to die by decapitation if they violate any of the Noahide laws. And the United States Congress has his picture on the wall. A functioning judicial system corresponds to Malchut, the lowest sefirah, this ten, the lowest one is Malchut, which rules in supremacy but is selflessly devoted to public service. This is the responsibility of good government. Our sages, sages is rabbis, okay, our sages state, 
War comes to the world through the delay of justice, the perversion of justice and a teaching of Torah not in accordance with the Jewish law. When both Jews and non-Jews can learn the Torah without distortion of, his, of its halakhic or Jewish legal meaning, the true peace becomes possible. I hope that you can understand what they're saying, that even you have to be taught by Jewish rabbis, you have to be taught Jewish ways and a Torah, because without that, no peace is possible. Okay? This is why you saw in Washington all the Jewish symbols and all the Jewish things and come back to the rainbow. Mm -hmm. That's the justice for you. <laughs> this is sickening. Yes, because you see, this infrastructure has been prepared for a very long time, Brock, and they have all of these. Who, who does that? Who is selling the people out? The so-called pastors. Yeah. These mega ministries who have signed up on that road with them for powerful money. You know, whatever they are promised. They're going to be very disappointed because in Jewish, Jewish law, Gentile is never equal to a Jew. Never. I mean, you're always a slave. So, if that's what they want, they will get it. <laughs> Okay, all right, let's keep going. This includes recognition of the principle that Jews can be judged only according to Torah law, no matter where in the world, and that non-Jews in Eretz Israel are considered according to the seven Noahide laws by the Jews there with no sovereign jurisdictions of their own. Did you hear that? No sovereign jurisdiction of your own as Gentile. Okay, a complete guide to seven basic laws can be found in Encyclopedia Talmudic under the Bene Noah philosophical understanding is available in the seven laws of Noah. Well, I don't know why I'm reading this. These are just sources. This is where you can go to check it for yourself. I am giving you all this from Jewish sources. I'm not making this up. This is from their own sources. I mean, I just read their websites. And I own Zohar, and I own the Talmud, and I own the Shulchan Aruch, which is their book of law, and where I found out how they view Gentiles. All right, this is in a Talmud. Now, when you have a Talmud, you know how a Bible has books, 66 books? Well, Talmud also has its own little sections. And each book in a Talmudian Talmud has its name. One of the name of the book is Sanhedrin. Okay, so in a book of Sanhedrin, uh, chapter fifty-seven A, it says one additional element of greater severity is that violation of any one of the seven laws subjects the Noahide to capital punishment by decapitation. Maybe you're not familiar with this. I did not put it in my PowerPoint. I was kind of really rushing this PowerPoint <laughs> because we are moving. So I, I didn't have as much time as I needed. So I was just kind of rushing this. So I apologize. But uh, there is a Jewish lawyers, I think by name of Lewis and Lewis, husband and wife team. Uh, and they have been lobbying Congress to allow decapitation as the most human form of, um, of cap capital punishment in America. 
and it passed. And they defended it on the base of Talmud. Mm. Yeah, and they and Bush even had dinners it with passed. them. They had yeah, yeah, of course, it passed. They they will not tell you what's happening. I found out that most of the time we have no idea what they're preparing behind our back. And everything they're assigning is basically one piece of a puzzle that fits into all of this agenda. Like a year ago, when Trump signed anti-Semitic law, mm-hmm. that's part of that. Yeah. That's part of this thing. That means that you cannot defend your Christian faith. You're going to have to be Judeo-Christian, whether you want or not. But we are going to um, talk about what Judeo-Christianity is. This is in one of their books, Melachim u Milchamot, in chapter 9, from Chabad.org. A Gentile who transgresses these seven commands shall be executed by decapitation. For this reason, all the inhabitants of Shechem were obligated to die. Shechem kidnapped, they observed and were aware of his deeds, but did not judge him. A Gentile is executed. Now listen, on the basis of the testimony of one witness and the verdict, verdict of single judge, no warning required. Relatives may serve as witnesses. However, a woman may not serve as a witness or a judge for them. So patriarchy does come from Talmud. I'm not going into this. It did creep into Christianity from the Judaic beliefs. Because Apostle Paul, even though you're going to tell me right now, he said women keep silent. We are misinterpreting what Apostle Paul was saying. But look at this. How many witnesses do we need? According to the Bible, Old Testament law. Look. For not for the goy, <laughs> the Gentile just needs one witness. According to Judaic law, Jew cannot be executed or tried if family member comes to complain about him or, or tell on him. For a Gentile, it can be your mother, sister, father, children, anyone. So let's say that your I don't know son or daughter in teenage years get mad at you. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it will never happen. Right. Or, or whatever. You understand? Like child in a school says that you pray to my daddy, pray to Jesus in a closet. Or whatever. I'm just making stuff up right now out of my own. You know, like what can happen? If you are a Jew, your family member has no power to come and, and uh, be a witness against you. If you're Gentile, it can be your family member. And Jew always gets a warning, not a Gentile. No warnings for you. So how do you like this? Do you like to be on a friend bridge? Because I dislike this very much. And this is a deception that these, uh, these pastors are putting us into. We need to know. We have a right to know what they teach in their synagogues. This is Sanhedrin 59a. To communicate anything to a goy about our religious relations would be equal to the killing of all Jews, for if the goy knew what we teach about them, they would kill us openly. 
You know, Dr. Brown and a lot of rabbis would deny. That's why they say, no, hide laws are just good laws. And it's in Acts, right? It's in Acts. It's in Deuteronomy to have justice. Isn't God a God of justice? What's wrong with Noahide laws? They are deceiving you because they are not telling you how they are interpreting them in the rabbinic circles and Talmud. So they're deceiving you. And they know that they cannot tell you the truth up front because if they did, what would happen? <laughs> Right? Do you think that there would be so many uh, Christians happy to be friends on a bridge with the Jews? By the way, when you go and you are in a friend's bridge with the Jewish rabbis, when Jewish rabbis is invited to Christian church to speak about prophecy, it happens now all the time. Do you think that friendship goes both ways? Like, okay, Rabbi, you tell me how Isaiah 53 is interpreted in synagogue, and I will tell you how Isaiah 53 is interpreted in, in our congregations. Do you think that's what happens? What do you think happens? It's a one-way street. It's my way or highway. You need to know that. That's the friendship. It's my way or a highway. They will never allow you. They will tell you you have no right of interpretation because prophets were Jews. We gave you the Old Testament. You are to learn from me. That's their attitude. So this is your friendship with the Jews. Be careful. They will not accept your interpretations. Who knows Israeli Bible 365? Anyone? Do you know that Christian churches are promoting it? Yes, it's horrible. TBN is promoting it. Pastor Paul Begley is promoting it. Christians are buying this Bible crazy. You think this is the Bible they put in schools that Trump talks about? I don't know, but Israel 365. That's why I wanted you to find in boxes that Bible for me. They are moving. And I said, find that Bible from the boxes so I can bring it to the people. I wanted, he didn't. He went to the property and I comes back and I said, where's the Bible? I forgot. So it's in boxes. But listen, this Bible, Pastor Paul Begley, had vice on, Rabbi Weiss, or Weiss, how you call him, I don't know, inter, you know exactly, Weiss. And he has him as a guest. He promotes the Bible, and he says to the Christian people, there are some very awesome commentaries in this Bible. You need to buy this Bible. You need to read the commentaries. Do you know what's in these commentaries? They are written by rabbis. All of the messianic prophecies of Old Testament that apply to Christ, they are applying to the Jews. It's not about Jesus in that Bible. It's about the Jews. Well, how do you think they interpret Isaiah 53, the messianic prophecy? It's all about the Jews. They're divine. They're divine. They're the answer to our problems. They're the light of the world. Did you know in these commentaries it says that Jews are the light of the world? And that Bible does not 
include New Testament and it's been sold in Christian churches. It's the only Old Testament. There is no word Jesus in it, no name Jesus, not even Yeshua. And they say in commentaries, the Jews are the light of the world and Christian pastors are promoting this Bible. Who is the light of the world? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. is the light. Only Jesus. Why would the Christian pastor tell congregation, call on ways on Zoom, Zoom him in and promote the Bible and the commentaries and people are buying it like crazy. Tell me why and tell me what is this? Turning our backs on Christ? Since when are the Jews the light of the world? Well, this is the, the thing that I cannot understand. And these are men, pastors, doing this. So please wake up and wake your neighbor up. And it's either that you're going to be a Christian or just turn your back on him, but admit that you did. Don't keep saying name Jesus. If you do stuff like that, this is what I don't like. I don't like hypocrisy. All right, let's go back to no eye loss. Some people say it's not really dangerous, blah, blah. Look, there is a public law 10214, congress.gov. You can go there, you can read it. Uh, over here, I don't know if this is... Okay, down here, do you see tracker? You see the tracker mm -hmm. on the bottom? Introduce past House, past Senate to President. What does it say at the end? Became a law. <laughs> it became a law. It's on congress.gov. People say public laws are not real laws. Well, who do you, what the real laws are? Why are we having this in public laws? <laughs> Let me ask you this. Do you know what law brought us as a part of the United Nations? It was a public law. Public law brought us to, as a, as a nation, we are under United Nations. It was under public law only. So, no, law is a public law. Okay? That's what it is. And if, if our constitution does not exist anymore, which it doesn't, how is our nation governed? By what? by executive orders, legislations, and public laws. That's exactly right. Because they can do it any time because they prepare the infrastructure for it. First of all, it has no business in there. And all Christians of this country should be going in front of White House and saying, get it out, get this out, or you are selling us out. That's the truth. It's hard to read, but it says to designate March 26, 1991 as Education Day USA, where that's when it was signed into a law, whereas Congress recognizes the historical tradition of ethical values and principles which are the basis of civilized society and upon which our great nation was founded. Whereas these ethical values and principles have been the bedrock of society from the dawn of civilization when they were known as the seven Noahide laws, whereas without these ethical values and principles, the edifice of civilization stands in a serious peril of returning to chaos. Do you realize what they just said? They said that these are the, the 
ethical values that our nation was founded upon. <coughs> and we need to return to those values, otherwise we will have chaos. What did Jonathan Khan just told you? You need to return the to the original rainbow? Well, that's the Noahide laws. All right, this is from the United Nations, uniting the United Nations with seven Noahide laws. Diplomats, delegates, emissaries gather at United Nations headquarters for One People, One World conference. Think about this, One People, One World, globalism, One World, New World Order, okay? United Nations, New York, June 10, 2013. On the heels of the Lubavitch Rebbe, which is Schneerson's 19 Yachtsred, members of the UN Diplomatic Corps, UN press officers, and other officials gathered at the UN headquarters in New York to learn how the seven Noahide laws must play a role in international efforts for world peace. Just read the, read the wording. They must play a role in international efforts for world peace. What are they doing now? Peace and safety. That's all you hear, right? Yes. On this day, people from all over the world gathered on behalf of the laws of Noah, said Rabbi Jacob Cohen, head of Institute of Noahide Code, which sponsored the conference. Their observance is required so that the vision of the United Nations to have a settled and civilized world filled with economic justice and righteousness will prevail. They always dress it up in nice, beautiful worlds. It's economic justice and it's righteousness. Okay? Well, that's very deceptive. Other speakers at the event included Cartel Gore, president of the Booker T. Washington Business League, Richard Dawson, director of Dawson Associates International, who insisted that all Jews are obligated to teach the seven Noahide laws. <laughs> yeah. In addition to prohibiting idolatry, the Noahide Code forbids blasphemy, forbids sexual relations, murdered uh, relationships, forbidden sexual relationships, murder, theft, cruelty to animals. It also commands its followers to implement orderly processes of justice. That word justice, just decapitation. The Institute of Noahide Code is a UN accredited NGO dedicated to spreading awareness of the seven Noahide laws which all people of the world are obligated to follow. You're obligated to follow. It takes its guidance from inspiring vision of the Lubavitch Rebbe. Remember, that's how they called Schneerson. This is who Kushner is, Lubavitch Rebbe Schneerson. Remember that. And the word Rebbe, you know, you have a rabbi and then you have a Rebbe. When somebody's Rebbe in Jewish circles, that is like divine figure. They're from a dynasty of Rebbe. I mean... By the way, Kushner considers Schneerson the Messiah. Yeah. Jews had many messiahs. Did you hear? They pray to him. Well, they pray to him. Uh, they, some of them believe they will still come back. He will be reincarnated in the Messiah. Like whoever the Messiah will be, he will be reincarnated Schneerson. That's what they believe. Okay. And... Um, do you know Sabatai Zevi? Anybody heard of that? 
Okay, well, he was one of their messiahs. You know how much Jewry believed in it? 50% of Jewish people embraced Sabbatai Zevi as the messiah in a, in a history. And guess what? Um, this type of cult still continues, and those are the ones who are financing and promoting homosexuality and transgender movement because they believe that through uh, immorality and sin, the redemption will come. So they had to uh, pollute uh, nations into horrible immorality. And that's Sabbatean Frankists, where Sabbatai Zevi was their, uh, their messiah. That's still that branch. It has many branches. Chabad is another one. They're the moral ones. They're going to fix the Sabbatean, whatever Sabbateans did, the Chabad is going to fix it, see? They're going to give you moral laws now to fix all that. <laughs> it's very complicated in a way. If you really study this, it's almost like your head spins and you are like, what on earth is that? This comes out of psychotic, satanic mind. This is not normal. All right, let's go here. March 11 through 13, 2007, very important event happened. Christians have no idea. Catholics have no idea what happened. Okay. Uh, Commission for Religious Relations with the Jews, the delegation of the Holy See Commission for Religious Relations with the Jews, and the Chief Rabbinate of Israel's delegation for relations with the Catholic Church. Bilateral Commission meeting happened, and within this uh, meeting, they have signed. And if you look at this document, it's online, it's, uh, it's open to your uh, research. Mm -hmm. You will see a bunch of um, bishops signing on that side and a bunch of rabbis on this side, where it says Jewish tradition emphasizes the Noahide covenant as containing the universal moral code, which is incumbent on all humanity. This is the Catholic Church signing the Noahide laws with the rabbis. Now, the recent development was that the uh, Holy See, or whatever he is, that Pope, he gave up his title of Vicar of Christ instead of Christ. That was for a reason. Okay? He's, uh, they signed on the Noahide laws and he signed cooperation with chief rabbinate of Israel and signed the Christians, his flock, unto a Noahide laws. And that was the event. There is a paper official document on, online you can go check out. So now, what did I say? American government, Russian government, Chinese government, South American government, Czech government, European government, all governments have signed on Noahide laws. Chabad is in all of them. They're cooperating together for this one world, one peace, one world. And the, who represents Christianity, even though it's a pastor, Catholic Church, how all the evangelicals went under Catholics. You know that, right? Mm -hmm. You know how they all went on the back to the mama? Well, they all went back. And why was this happening? 
everybody thought, well, it's Paul is going to be the Antichrist. He is. I mean, he's the Antichrist. There are many Antichrists. There's not just one Antichrist. There's many. Well, Pope is the Antichrist, always was. Uh, each one. Even his name, Vicar of Christ, the word Vicar means instead. So he says he's instead of Jesus. He's the Pope, right? Okay, but why was the, all the evangelicals signing, going back to Mama? Well, look what Mama did. <laughs> he gave up the title of Vicar and he signed out with the chief rabbinate of Israel for the Noahide laws. Isn't that some suspicious activity? Isn't it? Okay, Trump signs Noahide laws and anti-Semitism bill. These are the two. On anti-Semitism bill, who was right there behind him? Was it Pence? Kushner. Kushner. Why? Did you vote for Kushner? Where did he come from? Where did he come from? Pizza hell. He came from the head of a snake. He's a Chabad Jew. And he works very heavily for whatever Chabad's vision is. And they are the ones promoting Noahide laws. So this is Trump for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is why I can't vote for him. Not that I will vote for Biden, because you know why? I don't think this is time to vote for any of them. Yeah. If I vote, I will vote for another party. Yeah. Because you know what? There's more than two parties. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm voting. I'm out of the. I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. You know what? There is the door. Who is the door? Vote for Jesus. Jesus. Vote for Jesus. Jesus. Yes, Jesus is the door out of here. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was that? It's Chabad.org, the Rebbe.org. You can go to these sites yourself. You can sit down and do hours of research. You will be surprised what you find. Education Day 2018. Now, let, you know, when, when, when presidents were signing these Noahide laws, right, it was not all 50 states. There were here, this state sign or that state sign on, right? Guess what happened in 2018? All 50 states. All 50 states did a proclamation of Noahide laws. Beginning with President Carter onward, this collective and individual responsibility to education. They're going to do it through education. That's why they're redoing education system. Is proclaimed each year on a day that corresponds to 11th day of Jewish months of Nisan, four days before Passover, anniversary of birth of Lubavitcher Rabbi, Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson of righteous memory. This is done in respect to the Rebbe's tireless work spearhead, spearheading this national focus on education along with the towering personal example his life and teachings provide to direct and apply this educational emphasis. Okay, all 50 states pursuantly 2018 40th anniversary of Education Day the President of the United States signed the traditional declaration of Rebbe's birth as Education Sharing Day, as did the governors of all 50 states in the Union. And when you go on that uh, website, each proclamation with a golden, golden um, star, whatever, seal, it's right there. You can look up your state. Okay, so they all sold you out, Christians. It's so sickening. 
Now they say how moral was Schneerson and he's into education, what a great person he was. This is what he taught. A non-Jewish soul comes from three satanic spheres, while the Jewish soul stems from holiness. The Chabad Lubavitch Rebbe Menachem and Schneerson. He was the one who was teaching, and they are teaching Jews in synagogues, Chabad synagogues, that they are the light of the world, they are the chosen, and they are from the three highest sefirot that I showed you. And the Gentiles are a separate species. I'm not kidding you. You are the Neanderthals. You are a separate species from the lowest sefirot, and, and they're divine, and you just never even can achieve this. You never can. You're just different species. Can you believe this? Turn this around. What if I was telling you here right now, Jews are from different species. They're like Neanderthals, they're lower. They can never be spirit. They, they need us to tell them. Can you be, what would I be? That would be hate speech, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. That would be, I'm a real anti-Semite. I, I, I'm like, really, I would deserve to be accused of hate speech. That's not what I'm saying. I'm telling you, this is what they say and teach about you. But Christians don't complain. They have lobbies like ADL. If you say anything against Jews, ooh, they go nuts. It's all over. You're anti-Semite. Rick Wiles was anti-Semite. We are anti-Semites. We're anti-Semites. I ask you, do you have any lobbies, Christians, where you watch out for who hates you and, and Gentiles? No, you don't. No, you don't. Nobody's watching out for us, for you, nobody. Excerpts from the Lubavitch Rebbe Shichos about Noahide. Okay, this is what he taught, how he was teaching and encouraging that uh, they need to uh, embrace Noahide laws. He's the responsible one, and remember, he's the, their Messiah. He will be incarnated in the coming Messiah, and uh, they, they do his work, continue his work, and that's uh, Kushner and Ivanka. The main avodah or service of this generation is to go out to the final war of the Golus to conquer and to purify all Gentile countries, such as that and kingship will be Hashem's. So they believe that they have to uh, conquer Gentiles and purify them. Our efforts must be geared to the final days in purifying and clarifying ourselves in influencing the Noahites to accept their God-given destiny, which will cause the nations of the world to come before God and give honor to his name with the true and complete redemption through our righteous Moshiach speedily and truly in our days. This is how he was teaching. Okay, so you can see what he was saying how Jews have to influence Noahites. Noahites are basically Gentiles or descendants of Noah, which is Gentiles in their eyes. With regards to the seven mitzvot or seven laws, the time has come to prepare the world for Moshiach. This includes making it a settled place through spreading the seven laws. Influencing non-Jews to keep their mitzvot, the seven Noahide laws will assist our task of making the world into dwelling place for God and, and help bring about the arrival of Messiah. 
one of the things that Chabad believes that has to happen for Mashiach to rule and reign is um, the fact that Gentiles will be transferred into Noahides. That's one of their beliefs. And these are the beliefs of exact sect or cult that Trump is part of. So just be aware of that. The speeding of the true and complete redemption depends on this, the dissemination of seven Noahide laws. And all of the sources are cited if you want to go see them. When you go to Rebbe.org, it's all about Schneerson. And you can study this for days and months. And you can see for yourself what, it's all, what all this is about. I did that work. Guess what? It's tiring, horrible, disgusting. And uh, once you really realize what's happening, and when you can't open people's eyes, mm -hmm. then I get so frustrated that I say I'm about to give up. Because I don't know how else to tell you. In these critical times, when nations are challenging one another and violence is increasing in unbelievable manner, the Jews have the power to bring about peace in the entire world. Ideally, a Jew should stand proudly before the Gentiles and explain to them the seven Noahide laws, emphasizing that they should be carried out not because they appear to be logically sound, but because God commands them. When a Jew carries out mitzvot with pride, a non-Jew stands in awe of him and hence will not consider war. So these are the teachings of uh, Schneerson. The Rambam, remember who Rambam is? Congress has his picture on the wall. Maimonides, remember? Noahide laws and decapitation, okay. The Rambam uses the expression lakuf to forcefully influence all inhabitants of the world to accept Noahide commands. Forcefully. Although obviously one must do this in a pleasant, gentle, and peaceful way, it still must be done with persistence. If you have already <coughs> tried several times, try again. Nevertheless, we frequently see that although people are sometimes spoken to five times, they do not change until they hear it a sixth time. They're going to keep doing this. This is, the, this is how they think. Sorry to say it appears necessary to protest against those who have the attitude and are voicing the opinion that they simply could not be bothered and that they have no time for convincing the citizens of the world to observe the seven Noahide laws Remember the Rambam rules that this was commanded by God through Moshe. Can anyone gainsay, contradict this command? Okay, so they have to disseminate this. Now, there is a website you can go on. It's called educateyourself.org. So this is my, you, some of you might know. There is very good information on that website, not only about Noah laws and Talmud, but a lot of other things. So I really recommend, I'll recommend to you some websites today. Talmud says, the Talmud said, Jesus was along with Balaam and Titus, one of the three greatest enemies of Judaism. It says it in the book of Gittin, 56b, 57a. So in Judaism, Christianity and Jesus is considered enemy. 
So when they start speaking of friendships and bridges, this is like putting oil and water together when they don't mix. The New Testament confirms that the Pharisees considered Christ demon-possessed, right? We have it in New Testament, John 8, 48. A charlatan empowered by the devil, Matthew 12, 24. A deceiver, Matthew 27, 6. A blasphemer in John 10, 36. And having unclean spirit in Mark 3, 30. This is what our Bible says that the Pharisees taught about Jesus. That's how they were teaching about Jesus. He was a charlatan. He was a deceiver. He was demon-possessed, right? Do you think that these Pharisees changed? The Talmud says he was a bastard son of adulterous Mary. That's in Book of Sanhedrin, 106b. He was hung on the, on the eve of Passover because he was a sorcerer and apostate in the Book of Sanhedrin, Talmud, 43a. He was a fool who fell down and worshipped a brick, I don't know, Sanhedrin 67a. He was executed by stoning, burning, decapitation, and strangling. They have four different ways how they killed him. That's what Talmud teaches. We know it's not true, but this is how they explain it to the, to the little Jewish boys in synagogues. Okay? At three years old, every Jewish boy starts their Talmud education. This is what they tell them about Jesus. Jews are encouraged to, uh, to lecture against Christ, and Christ is in hell, wallowing in boiling hot sacrament, according to Talmud. The Talmud recommends persecution of Christians. Christians are heretics. It's in the book of Abu Dazara. They're apostates. It's in the book of Sabbathay, 116. Christians may be legally thrown into a pit to die. Christians deserve death for observing the Sabbath, even though they observe the Noahide laws and studying the Old Testament. Yeah, under Noahide laws, you will be only allowed to study Noahide laws, what they allow you to study. You cannot just pick what you want as a Gentile. Christianity is an unforgivable sin, seducing Jews to idolatry according to Judaism. It's unforgivable sin. So how are they making these bridges? And this is what their theology is. Does it make sense? The testimony of a Christian is unworthy to be admitted to a Jewish court. Jews are forbidden to return a lost article to a Christian. Jews, are, Jews should rejoice, dress in white, eat and drink, and be merry at the death of a Christian. They should hate a Christian with utmost hatred and consider him an enemy. This is in a book of Shema Hot, chapter 2, page 35. This is what they teach. But they don't tell you the truth because they're doing, bringing all of this false peace and Jewish order by deception. And of course, they have to deceive you. The Zohar, another of their sacred books, it says the Zohar sanctions killing of Gentiles, including Christians. Take the life of the Klipoth, Klipoth, a Gentile and a Christian, so another name for Gentile, and kill them, and you will please God the same as one who offers incense to him. Does it remind you of uh, radical Muslims? <laughs> because it does me. The people of the earth are idolaters, and it has been written of them. Let them be wiped off the face of the earth. 
when these shall be exterminated, it will be as if God had made heaven and earth on that day. At the moment when the Holy One, blessed be He, will exterminate all goyim of the world, the Lord alone will appear great on that day. It is certain, uh, again, it, it is certain our captivity will last until the princes of the Gentiles who worship idols are destroyed. In the palaces of the fourth heaven are those who lamented over Zion and Jerusalem and all those who destroyed idolaters, nations, and those who killed of people who worship idols. You have to understand why that's important because Christianity is considered idolatry in their eyes. So... Wow, I have a lot more. I have like 51 slides. I'm at the 35. How long am I speaking? Is, is it time to end? Let me know. To end? Keep going. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yes, a visionary book published in 1932 by Jewish Talmudic scholar Michael Higer. I have that book. I have three copies of it. Um, every, everywhere where I go, I have that book because I studied and highlighted it several times. Michael Higer gave Jewish Utopia is the name of the book where they actually wrote out all of their uh, plan, okay? It describes the brave new Jewish world. Higer says, when a Jewish one world ruler, Messiah comes, he will enforce Judaic monotheism. There will be no room for the idolatrous, okay? And that's Christians because Christians are considered idolatrous. Only those who are convinced of Israel's divine purpose of the world, in the world, will be welcome, will be welcome to join Israel in the upbuilding of an ideally spiritual life on earth. Israel, the ideal righteous people, will thus become spiritually masters of the world. This is in, in that book by this Jewish author, rabbi scholar. Before the messianic era begins in general, the people of the world will be divided into two groups, the Israelitic and non-Israelitic. The former will be righteous. They will live according to the wishes of one universal God. All the other people, on the other hand, will be known for their detestable practices, for idolatry and similar acts of wickedness. They will be destroyed and will disappear from earth before the ushering of the ideal era. So I just want to let you know that their plan is to really clean the earth of idolatry. And in their eyes, uh, Christianity is idolatry. Just be aware of this plan. Okay. Uh, let me just move on to, to refer to Christianity as Judeo-Christianity is oxymoron. I have said that many times, and I'll say it again. It doesn't go together in no way. We'll see why. It's very basic. Redemption, which is tikkun olam in Hebrew, in Jewish mind, represents the idea that God will hand over the entire world to the Jews. They will rule the world through Judaism and Sanhedrin, and the Gentiles will have to be Noahites, and they will have to slave the Jews. Okay? Uh, 
Judeo-Christianity, that's from Wikipedia. If you look up Judeo-Christianity, it tells you a history on how this term even came up. The term Judeo-Christian first appeared in a letter from Alexander McCall from England. He was a preacher, which is dated October 17, 1821. Okay, so 19th century. The term in this case referred to Jewish converts to Christianity. So you can see evolution of the term Judeo-Christianity. At first, Judeo-Christian was a Jew who believed in Jesus. So they called him Judeo-Christian. That's not what it means today, okay? The concept of Judeo-Christian ethics or Judeo-Christian values in an ethical rather than theological or liturgical sense was used by George Orwell in 1939 along with the phrase the Judeo-Christian scheme of morals or Noahide laws. Anytime you hear the word morals, morality, be scared. The phrase Judeo-Christian entered the contemporary lexicon, the modern lexicon, at the standard liberal term for the idea that Western values rest on religious consensus that includes the Jews, okay? And during late 1940s, evangelical proponents of the new Judeo-Christian approach lobbied Washington for diplomatic support of the new state of Israel. So Judeo-Christian values, as they're known today, this is how they evolved, okay? The 1970, Jerry Falwell, he was a preacher, some of you might know him, popularized the term Judeo-Christianity. He, he made that term popular. He called to return to Judeo-Christian values. He popularized the term among Republicans and said those values are the foundation of America. He called the unconditional support of he called for unconditional support of state of Israel. Christian evangelical rights started to support Israel as a result, and until then, most Protestants supported plight of Palestinians. So before all of this started, the the Christians actually felt for the oppression of Palestinians, but that actually dwindled away, and they started to support the oppressors. And I'm not even going into that area, because if you knew what they're doing to Gaza, what they do to these people, it's an open-air prison. They're doing experiments on them of all kinds. They're controlling their food and water. Okay? I'm not going into that. But horrible uh, criminal acts against humanity has been done on these people. And some of them are our brothers and sisters in Christ. And sadly, Christians support the oppressors. Ethics and theology of Judaism greatly differs from ethics and theology of Christianity. You need to know this. Yet the term Judeo-Christianity is a commonplace and people repeat and use this term automatically without thinking. You say, I'm a Judeo-Christian. Really? Well, what does that mean? Explain. Because you are either Judaic or you're Christian. You can be both. Okay, Christianity versus Judaism. Just some basics, okay? Jesus Christ is the Messiah and God in flesh. Agree? Okay. He died on the cross to redeem us from sin. The salvation is what? Free gift to, the man to mankind based on faith in Christ. Well, Judaism. Let's see what Judaism is. Jesus was just a man. 
and as a son of a whore and is boiling in excrement in hell. That's what they know. That's how they're taught. The true Messiah is yet to be revealed. Salvation is based on obeying laws and performing rituals as well as submitting to rabbis. Okay, so Judeo-Christian. Yeah, oxymoron. Christianity. Jesus Christ, the head of the church. The church consists of believing Jews and Gentiles. When anybody tells you you are a replacement theologist, they are targeting you. They are targeting you. They are using psychology on you by calling you labels, false labels. No such thing. There, it, no such thing. They are replacement theologists. Mm -hmm. They replace Jesus with themselves. They are saying they're the light of the world. Jesus is the light. They replaced Christ with themselves. And they're projecting their sin on you. Because you speak the truth of scripture. The church consists of who? Do we say it's only Gentiles? No. God was so kind that even after rejection of his son, he opened the arms and he said, if you receive him, he has open arms. Church consists of remnant of Jews and believing Gentiles. Remnant of believing Jews, remnant of believing Gentiles. And that is the teaching of New Testament. And no ma'am, no sir, it's not replacement theology. Okay, so anybody accusing you, learn how to defend yourself. Because I have met so many Christians so afraid of that title. Oh, they're going to call me replacement theologist. I'm not a replacement theologist. Of course you're not. You're just speaking the truth of scripture. They are the replacement theologists and they project their sin on you. That's psychological manipulation called projection and they use it. And you need to learn what's happening so you can defend your faith. Okay? Refuse it. Say, no, I am not a replacement theologist. Okay. Or again, Jesus Christ, head of the church. The church consists of believing Jews and Gentiles. The wall of partition is removed. We don't say Jews are less or they're not animals. They're animals. We don't say that. You're not guilty of that. Wall of partition is removed in Christ. We are all one. There is no lesser humans. Chosen nation is a spiritual believing nation. That's Christianity. Judaism, the Jews are different species from Gentiles. They are on a higher spiritual plane. They are a priestly chosen nation class. While Gentiles are lesser humans who originated from lesser evil plane and must be submitted to and instructed by Jews. So, very different. Now, I don't know what that is. Uh, okay, Genesis 12. How many times you heard, I'll bless him that blesses you, I'll curse, curse those who, well, I'll bless those who bless you, I'll curse those who curse you, or curse him that curses you. That's the, yeah, Genesis 12, 3. That is another thing that they use to, to um, it's a twisting of scripture and a twisting of scriptural interpretation to make you 
uh, support the state of Israel and the Jews. That's scripture. Now, I have a full teaching on this. And I, at the end, I'll show you when I get online. I'm going to show you where to find it. Because that scripture is fulfilled in Abraham's seed, singular, which is Christ. Okay? And that promise belongs to those who are in Christ. And this is the teaching of the New Testament. This is the teaching of our apostles. So bring such teaching to church and interpret it to base it on physical flesh of a race is absolute. I don't know what to call this, but it's horrific. Yet out of the pulpits of these pastors, this is what they say constantly to brainwash the people. And Christians do not understand their own Bible and interpretation of their word. They don't. Because if any preacher is screaming it, I would stand up and leave and write him a letter while I left. Amen. Amen. Yes. Yeah, well, this is just another thing I kind of quickly put together out of Babylonian Talmud. Look what they believe. They believe that Sanhedrin has jurisdiction within the land of Palestine or Israel, okay, and outside of it. They believe they actually have a jurisdiction. Sanhedrin has a jurisdiction over the nations. Now, look, I'm not a Holocaust denier. Did six million Jews die? What if it was six million and five hundred? What if it was five million nine hundred ninety-nine thousand? Well, you can't say five million nine hundred ninety-nine thousand. You can't say that. Because if you say that, Israel has power to extradite you to the state of Israel to be tried in a court. Did you know that? If you're European, yes. Yeah. All Germans know it's six million. In Czech, it's six million. Exactly. It's not five million. It's six million because we don't want to go to Israel to court. They have the power to extradite you. Look what Talmud teaches, that they have jurisdictional powers over the nations. And the nations are handing them this power. Who do you say? Why do Czechs can be extradited? Why German people can be extradited? Who gave Israel this power? German government did. Yeah. So do you see they give the power to the beast? Who identified the beast? Who did? Jesus. Jesus identified it. What did Jesus say? It's very simple. Jesus said, if they persecuted me, they will persecute you. Now, who is they? Who is they? Yeah. Well, who persecuted him? The Sanhedrin. And who is giving power to the beast? Trump, definitely. Well, and all the governments do. Right. So Christians do. All these Christians waving flags going Trump, Trump, Trump. Yes, knowingly or unknowingly. But they do. They are handing the power to the beast. Right. But Jesus told us. He identified. They did it to me. They will do it to you. 
and and we don't wow. okay if you okay let me give you some resources and i'm at the end noahide.org forward slash articles you can read that for your own education on research how Moshia Be Joseph will be killed in Gag Magog battle they won Gag Magog battle because uh, uh, Christians are thinking this fulfillment of prophecy but you see you don't understand Jewish prophecy they're actually self-fulfilling their own prophecies yeah. and they are begging for war so they can bring the Messiah because they have got to have the Gag Magog and there is Moshiach ben Joseph. I told you about the two messiahs. There is Moshiach ben Joseph has to be killed in a battle. So they are self-fulfilling. They're artificially bringing about all of this. Just like Corona is artificial. This is like a play. Like we are in a movie. Yeah. We are in a movie. Yeah. We are in the movie. Once you find out actually what's happening, your brain stops oh, and you're like wait a minute i mean are you serious now i'm pulling paul bagley on you are you serious i don't mean to do this but i, I really are you serious they're playing a movie <laughs> idolatry will be destroyed that's asknoah.org okay moshia.noahidelaws.pdf uh, that's their end game. Now they won't tell, you have to understand, they're not gonna openly tell you this right now, they're gonna deny this. Yeah. Because what, do you think they will just tell you that? <laughs> it's something that you have to research on your own, what you're getting into, and then you find this out, you find, okay, well, Pope did it, Ewan did it, Trump is signing Noahide laws every year. Do you know that we were on the lockdowns and he still found the time to, to sign the Noahide laws on Education Day. Oh, yeah. And do you know, there is a website called ifamericansknew.com. If Americans, yeah, Americans, ifamericansknew.com. On that website, it tells you how, what they do to Palestinians, but during lockdowns, secretly, quietly, no name on a bill, just bill passed $38 billion to the state of Israel. Americans were losing jobs, middle-class Americans. Shops were closed. Uh, hairdressers couldn't go cut the hair and feed their kids. But they silently signed $38 billion to the state of Israel. Okay? Now, let me tell you something what Trump needs to repent of if he is Christian. Bible says that you have obligation to take care of your own first. Take care of your own first. Lockdowns, he blames on Democrats. Hey, <laughs> Republican states were locked down too. In Republican states, middle class lost jobs too and their businesses. If he is the president right now and all of this is happening, do you think it's going to change in November? No. He will be president more. Well, he's president now. Exactly. Listen to me. Exactly. Listen to me. If this corona pandemic, lockdowns, and all of these lies were happening in Europe, Brazil, Cuba, you name it, it would be everywhere else, but not in America. 
because we are the land of the free and our freedoms are number one. Mm -hmm. and, and you know what? All of these health officials have no power because constitution is one first, right? Then I would vote for Trump. I would say yes, yes. And we would tell people, come to America. Come to America for safety because we have constitution, we preserve it. What's happening here? People don't look different than in Europe or they are muzzled, yeah. submitted, they lost jobs. They can, uh, what happened to this woman the other day? I got arrested. Is there any difference between America and UK and Australia? And no. So why would we vote for Trump? or anybody, it doesn't matter. Right now, there's no, no time to vote. Vote for Jesus, because you know what? We gotta vote for heavenly government. All right, these are just Chabad.org. You can, I'm just giving you resources. Israel365news.com, Sanhedrin blesses Trump. Uh, Trump calls President Uphold. Yeah, the, the Sanhedrin was, you know, they have a Sanhedrin. So far, Sanhedrin didn't have enough power. But you know what church and state together is, right? Well, Israel, in 2014, 2014, Benjamin Netanyahu met with the rabbis of Israel, and he promised them that he's going to make Israel a Talmudic state, and a Talmud is going to be a legal code in the state of Israel. And he said it's going to happen when America puts embassy to Jerusalem. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's actually, uh, on my previous conferences, I have shown this as a proof you can Google it. Well, it happened. And who did this? Trump. So, Trump, Trump, right? <laughs> yeah, like those chickens. <laughs> but anyway, what I want to tell you, Israel is not democracy. Israel is theocracy. Church and state will be together. Sanhedrin will rule. And it's a religious state. This is something that our constitution shouldn't ever, ever allow. Because if you put state and religion together, mm -hmm. uh, this, that, that equals uh, tyranny. You know, I am for religious freedom. I am not against Jews having synagogues. I am for religious freedom. Have your synagogue, teach what you want, but do not tread on me. Yes, I want converts to Christ from heart and free will, not by force. Yes. So basically this is what my, my uh, what ideology or whatever is. Okay, that's, what did I do here? All right, this, I, I, I want to read you this and I'll end with this because I'm kind of like losing voice too. Remember what Celeste said about eating worms, right? You know, I'm thankful to Celeste for what she gave me information back then. Yeah. I, she, by the way, she does not agree with me on Noahide laws, which I am very surprised. And this is why we had to separate. So I can't call her on again because she goes directly against our research on Noahide laws. And again, I'm not telling you here what to believe or not. I'm giving you my research, you research it yourself and make up your own mind. 
but she did say in one of our interviews that they are going to uh, get, you know, attack our food supplies and are going to give us worms to eat. And I was like so disgusted because I want to vomit to even think about this, right? So let's see what that one says here. Israel's food tech scene experiments with insects and computer-designed sweeteners. Mm -hmm. By the way, Israel is leading the world in AI. Mm -hmm. What is AI? Artificial intelligence. Give me a definition of artificial. Fake. Not real. Thank you. Virtual, not real. Fake, right? Yeah. Fake intelligence. Think about this. They are leading fake intelligence. You know what? They are setting up their kingdom, earthly kingdom, as rebellion to the true kingdom Maybe. that is already set up. And they are doing it through fake technology. Jesus and his miracles, he didn't need technology. He doesn't need artificial intelligence. Right. Jesus could walk through a door or wall, mm -hmm. right? He can multiply fish and bread. Amen. He can feed the hungry. He can raise the dead. There was no need of artificial intelligence. <laughs> what they are doing is they're trying to imitate God's kingdom yeah. as a rebellion to establish true kingdom of God through fake, through fakery. Mm -hmm. Do you, yes. Yes, I want to say about the, uh, the fakery that you're talking about. What has happened is, is with the Luciferian kingdom, uh, the reason they're doing the Internet of Things, yes. these computer chips and everything, which they want in humans, they want them in the animals, they already have them in animals, but they want them in equipment like your... You know, your appliances and all that. Yes. See, Satan cannot see all. Yes. God is all seeing and all knowing. Yes. So he needs these computer chips everywhere with this right. technology, this satanic yes. technology, yes. so that he can see everything. It's artificial. Yes. The beast is what I call the beast. Artificial. Right. And who leads it is State of Israel, by the way. They're the leaders of it. And they, they, they own the tech and they own surveillance technology. And they are the ones who are responsible for surveilling the world and everybody in America now setting up surveillance. It's Israel tech. You know, Deborah Tavares, I was with her on, on the phone one o'clock last night. That's why I'm so tired. I had to get up 6 a.m. to come here. But at one, I was still talking with Deborah Tavares. And she was telling me, Yana, I'm doing this research, and to my shock, I'm finding out everything is about Israel. Mm -hmm. She says it's all out of Israel. I love her. Yeah. I mean, she's a researcher. So let's look at this food thing. I'll end, and, and we're we, we going to have a break. Israel's food text scene. Okay, this is not only the food of the future. It's also the agriculture of the future. Eran Gronich company CEO said, livestock is not sustainable. Sustainable development agenda 2030. Yeah. Sustainable development agenda. Yeah. Livestock is not sustainable. You're not going to have chickens in store very long. Yeah. Yeah. So you need Forget the chicken parmesan dinner, okay? <laughs> yes. Now, it's not sustainable to grow a cow, chicken, or even fish. It still has a lot of issues, taking up a lot of space, a lot of water, environmental issues. Insects are the answer. 
insects. The larvae, hmm, tasty. The larvae are blanched, milled, and dried. With the fat separated as an oil, the company hopes to sell for cosmetics. The remaining powder, the company says, is 70% protein, 12% minerals. Super. <laughs> I mean, amazing. The mix is very good. It's a whole protein. The bioavailability bio bio of the minerals is very high, Mr. Granich said. In terms of sustainability, it has low greenhouse gas emissions, and we are using very little water and land in a process and hardly any waste because we are using 100% of the larvae. Yeah. The powder is being uh, trialed as an addictive to baked goods and energy bars, and the company is planning to build a factory in Thailand where it has a major investor. That's Israeli company. They're, they're going to have their, uh, you know. Anyway, the food of the future are the worms and the insects. So, and Israel is a leading, leading companies of Israel are leading in this, in this 2030 agenda. Wow. Okay, so, and surveillance agenda, it's all Israel. Wow. Um, yeah, because they are friends with Russia and China, by the way. I know that you think that, oh, you know, uh, they're our friends, but no, they're actually friends with Russia and China. And they're dumping USA. They don't need USA anymore. They only used us. Amen. Mm -hmm. And uh, Benjamin Netanyahu did say that Christians are useful idiots. Yes. That's the words out of his own mouth. Okay? And um, anyway, I have given you my research, how I see it, and um, how I understand it, understand all of this based on study of the New Testament history of Jesus and what he told us, who his enemies were, and knowing Judaism and their beliefs, what they teach on the inside that they don't tell you on the outside, and they will deny to your face because they wage war with the deception. And uh, we are in a war. Yes. So, and the war, and we are the enemy. So I just wanted you to all know this. I know I'm not very liked by many. So if you put this in YouTube, I will be called anti-Semite. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how safe this is even for June's ministry. So I don't know. You need to pray over this if we really should put this out. Okay? Just a little bit.